Well, holy wow, it's season three. It's episode one of 2022. And you know, sometimes I think about it too much before I'm going to hop on here and there's just so much that I want to capture in the moment that's more raw than is more planned out. And right now I just have so many things going on through my head and the complaining that I've done in my life and what it equals and amounts to and things that I want to tell you that um, that you can use in any way, shape or form. And anything that I say on this podcast is not, you know, um, the solid, you know, truth. It's only you know, the truth lies in between what I hear and what somebody else hears and somewhere in between the two lies the truth. And for me, all I know is that I love people. And yet at the same time, I've learned so much about myself and it's hard for me because I never want to tell you what to do or how you should live your life because I've noticed that anytime anybody has come into my life, whether it's to tell me to do something because they think that it's something that's going to improve my life and sometimes they're absolutely correct. And yet what I've also learned with myself is that I am so closed off sometimes to listening to what other people have to tell me to do and I don't know why that is. I have been 51 years old and it still bothers me to this day when certain people say things and I have certain triggers and I do the why, 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 why. And it comes back to one thing that I do know that when I was a child, I was always known as the why child. I always had questions and people didn't want to take the time to answer those questions or to let me know the importance of research and resources. And at the same time, back when I was little, I mean, you had the, uh, you know, the encyclopedias that um, came around to your door and they gave you information once a year and they were written by these people. And there's just so much information contained in those books, which you can now find on Wikipedia. And those are also have been maintained by people. And I believe that everything that we have that's written, um, Sorry for those who may not believe like I do, but aside from the Bible, um, I'm going to leave that that one alone. The only thing that I do um, realize about anything that has been written is that I took things for granted. I remember believing when I was little that slavery was gone and I believed that it wasn't a thing anymore. And I know that I would cry myself to sleep because I'd be so saddened that other people believe that this is how we should treat each other and so I'm never saying that one is right and the other is wrong what I'm saying is that you know I still hold true to we should treat others as we would want to be treated if we don't want a gun put to our head why are we putting one to someone else's if we don't want our life to be chastised why are we chastising someone else's And it just seems that, you know, I didn't get it for a long time. And I know that I had a very vengeful spirit when I was a kid. And I just believed that if you did something to me, I wanted something to happen to you. I remember at one point in my life, I wanted to just die so that I could come back and haunt people. And anybody who had done me wrong, I wanted to haunt them for the rest of my life. Because that's how bad I felt that they had treated me. And what I didn't realize at the time is that those people were experiencing the same things I was. And that is that I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't feel that I was loved. And even though my mother and father and brothers did the best they could, 
with my life, um, everybody I noticed that was in my sphere or circle of influence was, you better not do this because so-and-so is going to be upset. You better not say these things because so-and-so is going to be upset. And then out came the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Followed by later on in life with, a, you know, the therapist view is sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will hurt forever. And then there's the reality of it all. And that's where I got lost. Taking responsibility for who you are as a person and for how you live this life I know that I am going to raise a lot of controversy with this podcast and I get it and I understand all I ask you to do that if you are listening to this and you are feeling like rage against the machine that I would ask you lovingly, compassionately, kindly, vulnerably to look at your anger. Look at what is steering your anger to where it is. What I learned when I started realizing how angry I was at everything, for some reason, I have felt that I was missing out on something. And something had been bothering me for a long time in regards to being invited to things. And, um, you know, when people didn't invite me or they told me to my face I wasn't going to be invited because other people didn't want to see me there. And... At the moment that that happened and up until just a few months ago, I held that with me and I thought, wow, I, you know, couldn't believe like, wow, you determined an entire party because the person who was having the party preferred to have 10 of you there than just me. And Is it true that you really wouldn't have shown up? We'll never know because I wasn't invited to satisfy you. And so the thing is, is that then it hit me. What if I was invited to everything? I was invited to every birthday party. I was invited to every Christmas party, New Year's Eve party, Halloween party, birthday party, uh, every event, funerals and births. Holy mackerel. I would have to tell somebody no. And that happened in my life later on. I did have things that were happening at the same time and I had to choose. And boy, did I get flack. And maybe you've gotten flack too. And then I realized, wow, I was upset because I wasn't invited. This is just a collective perspective on the whole thing. So I was upset because I wasn't invited to something. Then I was upset because I was invited to everything and I had to tell somebody no. Then I was upset because what if I chose the wrong one? So then I'm mad at myself. And who determines the right one anyways? So now I am more concerned about the outward appearance. And not only that, why would I want to attend something where you don't want me there? And you're absolutely free to be who you are. So in the meantime of me saying, hey, be who you are, live your life. You don't have to love everybody or like everybody. But then when it came to me and not liking me and me not being invited, I wanted the whole script to change. I wanted the script to flip. 
And so for me, I want to be able to decide whether I'm going to go to your party or this other person's party or this other person's party. And I want you to be happy with whatever choice I make, because if I'm not choosing the two people and I'm choosing the other one, it gives the appearance that I'm choosing that over this. And what makes us choose anyways? Well, that comes with a collective of how we're raised. And that could be, I mean, a five-year-old is trying to decide, unfortunately, in a situation where his parents or her parents are no longer together, that they are now having to decide who they're going to go with. And then the other person being left out, which was me at some point, that, you know, I was, I was the one being injured. And then later on, when I thought about what happened to my child, um, I was, wow, I was, well, I wasn't happy with myself, I'll tell you that. Because you know what? They're the ones that have to make the toughest choice ever, all the time. Even one of my best friends when I was growing up, having to choose between hanging out with her friends or going with her father, and we don't understand those things. And I don't think, I'm not sure if it's that we don't understand them because we don't want to explain them or we don't understand them because somebody believes that they're, they're sparing our feelings. And I'm not sure which boat I fall in for that. I really am not. Um, being 51 and experiencing all these things and having people tell me directly to my face that they, um, that they hate me is, um, really crazy because for me, I was like, I never felt so free when they told me that I never believed I could be told to my face that you hate me and that I would be okay with that. And I genuinely was like, it just took away all of the, it took away everything. And what I noticed too with myself and in, in being a storyteller is that I, when I was younger, I wanted to embellish the story because like I said before on some of my podcasts, it, the story would sound boring. It was like, Jeannie stole my lunch or Alfred took my book. That just sounds so boring. And yet I was so bothered by that. And it was like, you took my lunch, you took my book, you took this, you took that. And then I developed these stories. Well, with my family, I developed stories too. Some parts of the stories were true. Some parts of the stories weren't. I embellished here. I embellished there because I wanted things to be grandiose and greater than what they were. And if anybody was listening, I wanted to elaborate on the story more. And what I didn't realize is that my complaining, which is why I'm having this today on the second day of the year of 2022, is that I guess I have to admit this. I loved to complain. And in 2022, today, I want to do less complaining. Um, Mr. Kevin Hart put out in one of his books to go 30 days without complaining. And every day that you do complain, you have to start over the next day. Um, I've been doing this for either two or three years now. And um, yeah, uh, still haven't gone uh, the 30 days without complaining. 
and it is a struggle and a half or was a struggle and a half because I didn't get it. And so what I re- what I'm sharing with you today is that complaining there are days when those stories change. The drinker no longer drinks. The drug addict no longer takes drugs. The person who was late to everything is now always on time. The the stories that we've told ourselves about our families and the people that are in them and all of a sudden they're different. Well, when things started to change in my family, I could no longer tell the stories that I was telling when I was a kid. And what I noticed when I was a kid is that if you told these outlandish stories that were true and you put um, you put it out there for people to hear, people would be aghast. They would be like, you what? They, this happened? You, I can't believe that happened in your lifetime. And then there are the people that things are tragically happening in their life and they move on. And they literally... Not that they are okay with it. I don't want to seem trite. Yet, they have a unique understanding. This sucks. It was horrible. And I want to be compassionate in the situation of understanding all the people that played a hand and a part in this travesty. Because all of those people have ideas and thoughts, families, no families. They feel alone. They feel overwhelmed. If they're going to have pain, they want you to have pain too. If they feel that it's going to get them to another level or another whatever, they're carrying these things out, which brings me to film writing, uh, screenwriting. And I used to believe that if you are writing a villain's part or the protagonist, I mean the antagonist, that you needed to make them evil. And none of their choices would be good choices. They were just to thwart the choices of the protagonist. And then a wise professor told me, no, everything that the antagonist is doing is to benefit their goal their outcome. It may look a certain way because of how society labels things, yet anything can be turned on its head. Murder, when one kills another, is just that. It's murder. That's it. And in that sense, there are many reasons that murder happens. Murder doesn't only happen because somebody is enraged. Murder can happen by accident. And yet we are so confused about all these things that um, we do not want to have these, um, these ideas play out in our head or our mind of what's going on. Because we want them to be... I don't want to say sound trite, but we want it to be pretty. And I started to look into my complaining and what it is that I'm complaining about, why I'm complaining about it, and why do I feel that I deserve something better or something different. And just because 
so-and-so got it different doesn't mean I get to have it different. And just like a wise person told me, what you want, what you get, and what you need are very rarely the same things. And so I may need a blanket, but if I'm given a coat, it wasn't what I needed for the overall need, yet I can use it to satisfy part of that need when I'm cold. And so I may want a fancy car. I get no car and I get a bicycle. And so I don't need a car. I don't need legs that work. Everything has another thing that you can utilize to be able to exist in this world. And some things are harder than others. Don't get me wrong. And so I just wanted to hop on here today because I am, I'm not here to change your life. What I am here to do or what I would like, my, my goal, my encouragement to you is that something that I've said, whether it triggers you, triggers your anger, your sadness, your, uh, your hurt, your compassion, your forgiveness, your, your ability to research. All I want to do is inspire you to chase down your why. Why are you angry today? Why did something I say set you off? Why did something I did set you off? Why did something that somebody else did, said, or thunk in your life set you off? Why do you feel compassionate towards people? Why do you want to give back? Why do you feel or believe that you deserve different? Get to the root of those because I would love for you to live your best life. I would love for you to desire what you desire and do you to the best of your ability. And I don't know what that looks like. And it may not all be pretty. And it may entail unmentionables that I wouldn't know because I never want to travel to that realm. What I do want to offer is peace. I realized something that I was sad about, about myself. I want people to have patience with me and yet there are times I have no patience for others. I want people to love me when sometimes it's very difficult for me to love you. I want people to help me yet sometimes I find it very difficult to help others. 
And when I started to realize this, my heart broke. Well, as Kyle Cease would say, I, I didn't break my heart. I broke my expectations, my expectations of myself and my expectations of life. So what I leave you with today is that only you can live your life, no matter how angry, no matter how happy, no matter how ignorant, stupid, um, however you want to live your life. I may see it a certain way, and that's me being judgy. I say, please don't judge me, yet I realize, holy crap, I am busy judging you. So as 2022 begins and I continue this podcast of spontaneous conversations on Beauty Steak Boardwalk, Beauty Steak is a place where it's like getting Boardwalk on Monopoly and getting Park Place, except for I don't want them so that I can make money off of them. I want them because they're beautiful. I want my mistakes, which I've lived with all my life and thought were horrible things. And every once in a while, I'd read a book that would say, I wish I made more mistakes. If you do anything in this life, make the most mistakes you can. And being told all my life that everything I did was a mistake and can't I do something other than make mistakes every day, all day? Um, and even that could be a little grandiose. Um, yet being told in my life, you know, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. That's a mistake. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. And being told your whole life is a mistake. And so that being said, I was like, how can I turn that into something beautiful for me? And that's where beauty state came from. I want to take the mistakes I made and I want to find the beauty in them because there is beauty in everything in my world. There's beauty in life. There's beauty in death. There's beauty in every single person, no matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been, how you've walked. And I believe that with my whole heart. And so my prayer is that I can stop doing those things that I want others to never do, do to me. And people will still judge me. People will still categorize me. People will still put me in a certain box. And that's okay. Because those are your choices. That is your life. And that is how you choose to do you. And for me, I believe that the best way to do it is authentically. And I'm authentically saying I'm willing to do different. Because now that I know better, I want to do better. So welcome to 2022. Welcome to uh, the third season of um, it started off as something different. And now it is spontaneous conversations on beauty steak boardwalk please tell your friends um if there's anything that you heard that moves you please expound on it start your own podcast start your own book your own uh screenplay your own uh crochet business whatever it is that you want to do 
And um, if there's anything out there that you need to buy, I guarantee you that another independent consultant is selling it. Look them up, help them out. And um, I pray that we can be better to each other. And um, whatever that looks like, I pray that we can always pay it forward. We can always do better. We can always be better. And we can always love vulnerably so that people will begin to feel that they belong, feel that they are loved, feel that they are needed, and feel that life is worth living. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time.